This podcast has been super fun for me and the ideas are brewing. They brewing up a storm. Get your mugs ready, ladies, because our tea is brewing, sis. <laughs> Welcome to Doing Well, Doing Swell. I hope you guys all had an amazing week and didn't miss me too much. (laughs) I'm your host, Mallory Lovings, and I'm super excited to be here again this week. In today's episode, I have a story. So we're going to get into story time, and then after story time, I'm going to share with you some fun presidential facts, because presidents are weird, and I just can't be the only one that knows these weird facts. So in light of Inauguration Day, we're going to laugh at these presidents after I share my story with you. So story time. This past weekend, I was visiting my hometown and I was in St. Louis and I passed by the St. Louis History Museum. As I was passing by, I was like, ooh, let me see if they're open. And I was driving by and I saw that the last entry was at 4.30. I looked at my clock. My clock said 4.20 p.m. I said, hey, let me skirt skirt up in this museum, get my education on today. And so I went in, they let me enter. I went through all of the exhibits. And for me, history isn't something that just naturally fascinates me. I typically need to be really intrigued by a particular person or a particular story to get myself really involved. I'm not like, I'm not having the most fun at a history museum until I find something that strikes me to be super interesting. So I'm making my way through the museum, making my way through the museum, walking fast, reading plaques, and I'm learning. Oh my Lord. (laughs) Bars. (laughs) I know all of my friends are probably like, oh my gosh, she's so annoying. But you know you love me. (laughs) Anyway. I made my way through the museum. They had different exhibits. There was an exhibit about the Mississippi River, about current events, about reflections of the past. You know, we learn in it all. And then the last exhibit that I go in is about the World's Fair. I don't know what I'm getting myself into, right? Like, I'm just like, I'm here to learn. I'm here to educate myself. (laughs) But this exhibit was truly exhilarating. I felt like it brought me back to moments in time where I was like, wow, I wish I could experience this. I am jealous of people that have been able to go to a world's (laughs) a world's fear, a world's fair and feel that joy and celebrate like special moments of their country and of other people's countries and other people's cultures. It was just truly an exhibit that brought me back to what felt like that moment in time. There was actually a plaque that said something about this. I took a photo. It says this. The fair presented an opportunity for nations to share with the world stories of their past. Material artifacts served as expressions of national memory, and visitors imagined themselves traveling to not only faraway places, but also to moments in time. Oh my goodness. Doesn't that just make your heart warm? I'm trying to travel to all the moments in time. And this exhibit truly felt like that. It was taking me back to moments that, you know, I wasn't alive for. There was furniture from the 1904 Expo and there was this china table that was so beautifully handcrafted and unique. I need it in my future mansion, you know, like 
It was so incredibly beautiful. There were dress shoes and then everyday shoes of countries showing off like their best attire and then their like hobo attire and being proud of both of those. There were paintings out the galore, beautiful paintings that artists had painted to represent a view of their country, a view of their city. If there was a certain host city, like there was handmade jewelry, there were plaques and trophies from athletes that had been training to be prepared for the World's Fair to show off the best of the best of everything. There was history and there was rich history and countries being proud of their history and then countries being proud of their current events and the social advancements that they have made. And I'm sorry, but here's a good question for everybody. If we were excited about a World's Fair right now, how proud would America be to share its history and its current events right now, huh? Because our current events don't show too much social advancement, if you ask me. There's other areas where we excel. We have amazing artists. We have amazing musicians. We have amazing architecture and athletes and so many other things. But does our government, like, slack a little bit? Yes, it does. But don't you think if there was a World's Fair that we were all looking forward to and that we were all looking forward to share our, our advancements and our improvements and our successes and our hardships and how we overcame them, don't you think that would maybe hold the country a little bit more accountable and maybe want the country to do better? And I think if there was a World's Fair that everybody was super hype about right now and we had to show up for ourselves, we'd be a little bit embarrassed. And... I think the World's Fairs should be more appreciated in that regard because it could hold countries accountable for the stuff that they're doing. The fairs were a place of wonder and excitement and success and now you look at them and you don't feel that. So it's like, what happened to them? What is exciting about it? I was talking about this with my roommate earlier tonight because she asked me what my podcast episode for this week was going to be. I told her the World's Fair. She was like, oh, I've been to a World's Fair. I said, what? Hashtag goals, girl. And she was like, yeah, it was the one in Shanghai and I wouldn't recommend going. It was a waste of my time. And I was like, ouch, why? And she was like, well, there was obviously a lack of care slash effort. Like she would wait in these long lines up to six hours, guys. She was waiting up to six hours to go into an exhibit that wasn't well put together. It didn't have anything that caught your eye. It wasn't an exhilarating exhibit as you imagine that a World's Fair would be. So obviously, then we're like, well, what happened to the World's Fair? You know what I'm saying? Like, where are they? Well, they're still here. They're still happening. They're just not as hype as they used to be and the reasonings are because they're expensive people are spending like up to 12 million euros on average to set up a, a pavilion that made a lot of governments hesitate on participating in these world's fairs another turnoff to these fairs is that in 1988 the fair started having a theme of nation branding and there was a study that showed 73 percent of participating countries had the main goal of improving their national image and i understand that if you need to fix your nation and get it to a place where it does have a better reputation because you've damaged it in the past that's fine do what you got to do you know but if you're only solely focusing on improving the way you look and your image then i feel like you're never going to have substance or personality to you like sure you're fixing your image but are you actually fixing the problems that are going on with your society or is that just how you're making it look 
you know, are they being fake like everybody else on social media? I don't know. That's just like, this is where my mind is at right now <laughs> regarding the World Fairs. So I'm sharing that with you. And I also think they need to hype the World Fairs back up because I feel like that would be nothing but beneficial to our society and our world and give us a little bit of woo and wee back into our lives and hold us accountable for when we're tripping. So that's my rant about the World's Fairs. I hope I get to go to one one day and I hope I get to be in one one day doing something freaking cool. I don't know what it'll be, but it'd be cool to be like, yeah, I participated in the World's Fair, you know? <laughs> so with all that being said, let's move on to our weirdo presidents. Did you know that Teddy Roosevelt had a pet hyena in the White House? That's cool. Why can't I have a pet cheetah then, huh? Huh, Teddy? What's up? Let me know. Did you know that Joe Biden's dog will be the first shelter dog to ever live in the White House? These bougie dogs been taking over the White House. This shelter dog saying, no, not today. Let the underdog in. Roof, roof. <laughs> Another weird fact is that George Washington named his dog Sweet Lips. He was also the only president who didn't represent a political party. Okay, Washington. We see you. We like that. Don't pick a side. Pick unity. <laughs> Another fun fact. This one is hilarious to me. President Bush Sr. vomited on a Japanese prime minister. And after that, a new word entered the Japanese language. Bushushiru. <laughs> Bushushiru means to do the Bush thing or to publicly vomit. <laughs> I think that's pretty funny because I mean, come on, if you, if you vomit on the, on the prime minister of Japan, I mean, what do you expect? You deserve to have a new word enter the Japanese language for that. I think that's fair. Another fun fact is that Jimmy Carter is the first known president to go on the record of saying that he saw UFO. I'm mainly just noting this for myself because I want to know what he saw. I feel like there might be stuff flying in the air sometimes. So I want to know who these people are that are saying they're seeing them because I need to know what to look out for. You know what I'm saying? Another fun one, Herbert Clark Hoover gave his White House servants strict orders to hide from him whenever he passed by, and those who failed were at risk of being fired. What? What in the world? You're meaning this man said, hey, if you look at me when I pass by you, I'ma fire you. That's something. I bet we all wish we had those superpowers. <laughs> Another fun fact is that John Quincy Adams would often skinny dip to deal with the stress of being president. Wow. Relatable. Retweet. <laughs> and last but not least, James Garfield could write Latin in one hand and Greek in the other hand simultaneously. I'm sorry, that is amazing. That is talent. That blows my mind. Could you imagine? Not 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 only can you write with both your right and left hand, but your left hand can write in Latin at the same time as your right hand writing in Greek? What? What type of witchcraft is that? I want it. That's a superpower. I hope you enjoyed these fun facts. Some of these came from my research on the internet. Some of these came from a podcast that I was listening to called Very Presidential. And some of these came from one of my friends who's a teacher. Her student sends in random fun facts every day. So I've been collecting them. And I told that student I'd give her a shout out. So, hey student, this is for you. Thank you for sharing these fun facts and helping us be educated. <laughs> 
I appreciate you all for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to be well and stay swell. Let's all root for a world's fair to happen so we can all come together and be a united world and figure out the best way to live life together as a whole. I hope today is amazing and you kick butt in whatever you're doing. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being you. Let's all continue to pray for this country. Maybe you're not praying. Maybe you're talking to yourself, talking to the universe, talk to whoever you want to do. But make sure you talk about some good words for the American people. Help us. Help us get right. (laughs) Get right. Get tight. If you want to hit me up about anything podcast related, you can email me at insidemalloriesbrain at gmail.com. On that note, I'm out. Hit me up on Instagram at Miss Mallory Lovings. Have a fabulous day today. Rock your stuff. Stay well. Stay swell. I'm your host, Mallory Lovings. Peace. <laughs>